Good morning, everyone. It is the 8th of March, and I'm joined today by Niall McDonnell, Seamus Lyons, and Asim Kadri. Well, President Biden's $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan has been approved by the Senate, although with no Republican support whatsoever. It's a major part of this raft of stimulus that's causing the bond markets to send out future inflation. Jerome Powell, chairman of the Federal Reserve, said little to comfort the bond markets. In fact, his statement had the opposite effect. And Niall, it seems we're looking for more patience from the Fed. Good morning, Lorna. Yes, I don't believe there was much else the Fed chairman could have said, really, in the Wall Street Journal webinar, outside of we will buy bonds at specific yields to push bond yields down. Powell was attending a webinar and commented that the interest rate moves had caught his attention, but that the asset purchase program was appropriate. So he tried to keep his comments dovish, so language veering towards lower interest rate policy. But the market really shrugged at this and sent US Treasury's bond prices selling off. The US 10-year jumped eight basis points on Wednesday and then again on Thursday. So closing for the week at um, just close to 1.6%. And as we've talked about frequently in this podcast, these interest rate moves have a negative impact on interest rate sensitive instruments, such as investment grade corporate bonds. So yes, the market really looking for a little bit more, but not getting it from the Fed. Indeed, but Paul did say that he would be concerned by disorderly bond markets or indeed a persistent tightening conditions, but you don't think we're there yet? No, I don't believe so. What Powell was referring to is if we see market liquidity freeze up like we experienced last March. So what happened then was equity markets were selling off and also long data bonds sold off too as there was limited liquidity in the marketplace. We had a small event two weeks ago where an auction on the five-year met with weak market demand, but bid-ask spreads, which is a measure of market liquidity, aren't pointing to a market dysfunction at the moment in U.S. Treasuries. Thanks for that. And Seamus, the data coming through from the US last week gave mixed messages on a rapid escalation of growth. I'm thinking of this disappointing ISM data. Indeed, Lorna. So we had some poor news earlier in the week with the releases of the manufacturing and services PMIs in the US. So these are closely followed by the market as they're the most well-known forward-looking indicators, and they usually give a good sense as to the direction of economic activity in the months to come. So whilst both came in above 50, indicating the economy is still in expansion mode, they were well below the recent readings and well below what consensus had expected. So the ISM services PMI, it declined to 55.3 in February from 58.7 in January. So whilst this suggests a ninth straight month of growth, it also suggests a slower pace of growth. But despite this big miss, uh, markets didn't take the news too negatively. Some of the weaker points in the report, such as an increase in the order back, the supplier delivery times, and also the producer prices, they rose at a faster pace to the highest level since 2008. These supply issues could be viewed as temporary in nature due to some of the COVID-related restrictions in place at the moment. And as we know, many of these are being removed shortly across some of the key US states. So the market's took it well, actually. Markets certainly have quite a lot to weigh up at the moment. And these unemployment data were, in fact, stronger than expected on Friday, weren't they? Well, exactly. So talk about the poor numbers earlier in the week, but on Friday, so we had February jobs report. This report surprised significantly on the upside with the non-farm payrolls rising by 379,000, so roughly twice the consensus estimates. And nearly all the gains came in the leisure and hospitality industry, especially restaurants. And so this all reflected the reopening steps in many parts of the country. And the unemployment rate also fell a bit more than expected, down to 6.2%, which is a new pandemic era low. Actually, but stocks on the back of this kind of moved a lot. So first they rose, then they fell, and then they rose again sharply into the close. And so, again, this kind of movement shows just the tensions right now in the market between those with hopes for stronger growth, but also those with fears of higher inflation as well. 
Yes, and those two sentiments are very much at war at the moment. There's a somewhat clearer picture in China, Asim, with these new GDP growth targets, perhaps. Hi, Lorna. Uh, yes, last Friday during the National People's Congress, China released its annual economic goals, including a rather conservative growth target. So the government set the target for GDP expansion this year at 6%, which is comfortably lower than consensus expectations, which are well above 8%. So we've spoken before about how policymakers in China have for a while been shifting their focus to the quality of economic growth rather than the speed. And I think this conservative target is an example of that. So the distinct likelihood is that China will comfortably achieve this 6% growth target. And this should, in theory, enable the government the flexibility to implement structural reforms and deal with these longer term structural issues, such as real estate sector debt and also the increase in macro leverage. Also, instead of giving an average target for the next five years, as is usually the case, the government announced that it's planning to propose targets each year based on the situation then. You know, for me, this further indicates that the government wants to avoid ambitious growth targets, as previously been the case, and that can lead to excessive stimulus and structural imbalances. Yes, and possibly a bit more transparency there. We're hearing about considerable disruption to China's export trade from a lack of shipping containers. Was this reflected in the trade numbers out today? Not particularly, actually. Yeah, it wasn't really borne out in what we saw overnight. So China's January and February trade numbers were actually remarkably strong. So exports rose by 60% of the two-month period compared to a year earlier. So well above expectations, which were closer to 40%. And undoubtedly, the figures have been partly skewed by the low base effect from the first part of 2020, when the economy was in lockdown and factories, etc. were shut. But even after accounting for this, the data was pretty solid. And the data showed that Chinese exports continued to benefit from strong demand, particularly from the US and Europe, regions which have both increased their imports of Chinese goods uh, amid improvements in their own manufacturing industries. Thank you for that. We look at the week ahead then, Seamus. The signing of the US stimulus package should happen by midweek, we think. Yes. So after it being approved in the Senate at the weekend, I think on Tuesday is when it will be formally signed into law by President Joe Biden. So yeah, that's a big thing. But also we got some other news. So we got the US CPI is out on Wednesday. And I mean, that's focused on normally, but at the moment, given just a lot of the focus on inflation, that's a number that's going to be focused on very much by the market. For instance, Bloomberg has done a survey of analysts. They're coming in with a consensus number of 1.7. And this is kind of leading to speculation that the Fed actually might well hit it. its average target. It's 2% average inflation target by next year, maybe with a slight overshoot the following year into 2023. And, you know, this in turn could mean that the Fed might have to move on rates and do its first rate rise as early as 2023, which probably is not what the market is expecting right now. So that's why these numbers are very much focused on. Yes, we'll see how that all plays out. But thank you all very much indeed. Thank you, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna.